0: okay here goes now in partnership with the new westport library and the quick center for the arts and itunes it's oh brother not another podcast with me trace Burroughs.
1: and me Burroughs. <laughs> a little late to the jesus <laughs> <laughs> sorry um yeah and our guest today is is uh a friend and classmate from high school, in different classes, but we both have some sort of overlapping, uh, you know, experiences. And stick Sandhouse, and he's done a lot of great things in the world of, uh, I don't know, uh, exercise and health, and um, we'll get into all that. But welcome, Dick. First of all,
2: thank you. Good to see you guys.
1: Yeah. And where sure, let's working?
2: talk rock and roll, you
1: know. Okay, yeah, well, <laughs> no, no, whatever you want. That's what that's what started. I guess that's what you're known for in this town, yeah. maybe more than anything. And and I ended up, you know, knowing another aspect of you because I was searching for, uh, you know, a way to, to to help my my treadmill runs in my house. <laughs> and said, this is so boring. I hate staring at the wall and doing this. And I don't know how what I searched, but I came up with treadmill trails which I later found out was your business (laughs) and which was, which was great. Maybe we should talk about that for a few minutes. So it essentially, and you can explain it better probably, but it's a, it's an app and you, you can put it on your iPad or your your tablet or your phone and, and stick it on your, in front of your, on the tray in front of your treadmill. And you've got all these uh, video experiences, uh, biking, jogging, running, right so how 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 else do you want to expand on that yeah
2: so I get I get to go to all these really great places with a camera and uh, and shoot kind of first person point of view and create the experience that you're like actually moving forward through some beautiful landscape to uh you know at the very least distract you and probably entertain you but keep you keep you engaged keep you moving keep you moving forward um, and that, and, that, and that's the idea and it's been a terrific. Thing. I mean, I love doing it. It's uh, I can't imagine doing anything more fun right now. And that happens to have turned into a business. But um, yeah, that's yeah. So I you know, I mean, I've gone to the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro, I've gone across the Grand Canyon, you know, I've you know, gone around the Mont Blanc Massif in Europe, you know, for the French and the Swiss and the Italian Alps. So they're really spectacular places and uh,
0: and people dig it. Any any favorite trails?
2: Well, I mean, I have things that are favorite trails, but that but my favorite trails don't necessarily translate to like the, what I think are the best videos. Oh. I mean, there's a this I mean there's a trail that I love up in Glacier National Park, for example, the Grinnell Glacier Trail, and it's uh it's just this really cool trail. I mean, it's you know it it it's got kind of some sadness at the end because you get to this huge glacial cirque, which you know back in the day was completely filled with packed snow and ice, and is now Basically, a big lake with some little icebergs floating in it. Um, so, for anybody who doesn't believe in a global warming, go up there, take the take the Grinnell glacier trail. But it, it's it's just it's a wonderful environment. I mean, you're just sort of enveloped by these mountains, and you get, as you get closer and closer to the cirque and to what's left of the glacier, it's like God. You're just you're really in it. I mean, all these places are in the end kind of awesome. And I mean, not like. Hey man your new surfboards really awesome dude I mean like you know, like, like, like like awesome in, 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 in the real sense of yeah. I, I mean I mean you really become like reverential it's, it's somewhere between like you know religious and psychedelic I'm not sure what but, uh.
1: No they're very immersive I mean I use them in uh, uh but and I don't know you don't have to tell me if it's a trade secret but they're very you know, do you use a steady cam I mean a mini steady cam they're very yeah. smooth Yeah, yeah,
2: <clears throat> yeah, do, yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. Otherwise, you know, okay. cameras all over the place, as as, as we all know. But yeah. well, I had, I had no idea you were using it, Megs. I, I I didn't actually know how you had come across me. Oh, yeah. um, that's that's um, wow. I'm so happy to hear that.
1: It was a couple uh, of years. I think and, I even. And uh, I think the first time I knew it was you, I, I I had a I had a trouble. I don't know downloading, or I changed iPads, and it didn't it didn't uh, <laughs> you know uh, activate and i and so I, I wrote i emailed to to support you know to your support and you and you answered that's how I knew you <laughs> hey, were hey yeah oh. yeah and you're you're wow. very you know very responsive it was a easy, easy fix, but uh yeah, so th- they're fascinating i mean it doesn't matter you could be on your bike or on your treadmill, it's still just this wonderful mercy sometimes you think you're going over a cliff or something you get pretty close to the, yeah, right. <laughs> some of these trails i know when, when i hike with my wife i'm used to her like in the
2: background screaming not so close Not so yeah. close <laughs> <laughs> but it's really where the best views are in a way so you know, kind of you kind of got yeah. kind of to tiptoe over there
0: the other part of your business better cheaper slower is that connected does that connect with the trails
2: uh yeah not in a direct it, way it, i mean I mean, in terms of my interest, yeah, I mean, I, I actually started that like 10 or 12 years ago, the treadmill trails thing I started four or five years ago. Um, but yeah, I just, um, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've tried to remain fit all my life and I exercise a lot and I try to eat really well. And uh, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, I realized that neither I nor my wife uh, knew how to cook at all. I mean, you know, we, were, we live in New York City right? we go to these great restaurants, we eat really well. And, and even in, in a really healthy way, but not at home. So I thought, hmm, I should learn to do this. And it turns out that it's, you know, pretty easy to cook pretty good stuff. I mean, you don't become like a great chef or something, but, uh, and I thought, well, okay, let me share this. Cause I, at the time I was, uh, I, and, and still I see a bunch of old college friends on a fairly regular basis. And hopefully none of them are listening to this right now, but um, a lot, a lot of them are in pretty piss poor shape. And <laughs> I thought, you know, a-, a-, a lot of my peer group could probably use pop with this. So I just started doing it. Um, and then, so, you know, some years later, about four or five years ago, um, I thought, yeah, this, you know, this cardio exercise thing, this treadmill stuff, or even just, you know, walking in place on the floor. Um, it's really important, and it's so incredibly boring. And uh, I should give this a try. And so, that—that's where Treadmill Trails came from. So
0: I have. Oh, so Nate, do you have other questions. Yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. To jump to the rock and roll stuff. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to. That. I have other
1: questions about that. But we get into that. we. Yeah. We've, yeah, yeah. You hard. never give the mic to a drummer. Come on,
2: Nate. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm chomping at the bit
0: here. <laughs> yeah, <great. laughs> Okay, go yeah. at it, man. I'm, re- I'm ready. Okay, so first of all, uh, what year did you graduate? Uh, you're a year ahead of me, I think, because I graduated 68. Uh, no, I graduated in 67, right? Okay. So I always wondered, and I still don't know the answer to this day, back then when, like, all of a sudden, we're choosing, like, I remember I got this little paper note in the home that says, do you want Jimi Hendrix or- or who to play at Staples? <laughs> and i was like what i mean this is you know <laughs> beyond crazy you know and all you know my ultimate favorite bands so how did you i i heard it back then this is so long ago that you know your father was in show business business is this how you were able to connect to those bands and
2: no no my dad was in advertising actually oh, wow. he he had, he had nothing to do with this so and, like, and, a- and, and, <laughs> and, and 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 at first of course he was appalled but <laughs> No, it I mean, I, I'm almost embarrassed to say how and why it began. So I at at the end of my sophomore year, so the 64, 65 school year, um, I ran to be class president and and and, and I won. and I was junior class president for the next academic year. So um, and one of my campaign promises was that we would have the best junior prom ever and it would be free for everybody. And anyway, so I get elected and a few weeks later I'm thinking. Wow, how am I going to do that? And then just like you know, out of the blue, I mean, I was a huge rock and roll fan, but I was not a musician like you, Trace. And uh, I thought, wow, if we could just have like a real concert at Staples, I mean, like get like you know an actual adult band that made records and had long hair, um, we'd sell it out. Everybody have a great time, and you know, we'd make a bunch of money and have a free prom. So that was the motivation. And from there, it was like talking, you know, Mr. Hawkins, with the principal, who's a great guy uh, into supporting it and going and having, having to make a presentation almost like a little mini business plan or something to the, to the Westport Board of Education to get permission to use the auditorium and to get the money to put down a deposit on some act. So we got through that and then it was like, okay, what do you do? So I did go. I went down to my dad's office because he worked. He worked in the city, and opened up the yellow pages. Remember those things? <laughs> uh, and 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 looked under talent agencies. Just sort of wrote down all the numbers, and called up and made appointments. And I think that everybody who agreed to meet with me at that time thought I must be like a teacher or administrator at the school. But I had a, a letter of authorization from from the board of education from Mr. Hawkins, and. I show up at these meetings so i go to the first one and you know i'm 16 years old i walk in i'm sure i look like i'm 16 years old (laughs) and guy looks at me and says who are you i said well i'm I'm your i'm your noontime appointment i'm dick Sandhouse from from staples high school and guy said you a student i said yeah and he said what are you doing here (laughs) and he immediately picks up the phone and calls an agent, a counterpart at another agency, and says, You putting this guy up to this, Are you putting oh, me on.
1: Wow. Which,
2: which, which happened to me at each next successive place. But in any case, I convinced them that I was really serious, and I found, out, I found out who represented who and kind of what the, uh, what the general price range was. And then um, I don't know, just tried to be good at guessing who was going to have a hit a few months from then that we could actually afford and you should know that i was a not a solo actor at the beginning Uh, i had a full partner in rock and roll crime at the time It was paul gambaccini the president of the staple student organization that year the 65 66 school year when we started all this stuff and paul was actually i think the only high school student in the world who had his own subscription to billboard magazine Um, so that's what really hit us to a lot of breaking records There was this band that was really making it on the west coast called the Bo brummels
1: Oh, yeah. And
2: yeah. They, had, they had like one real hit and then one semi-hit, and then they completely disappeared. But happily, they had the one real hit. The week, I mean, it was number one on the New York stations, right, on ABC and MCA the week that they were at Staples. But in any case, their agency was really trying to get them booked on the East Coast where nobody had any idea who they were and where they were not getting airplay at the time. So they sent me a pressing of the record and stuff and said, yeah, man, that sounds good. Let's go with this. And they were cheap. So that was the first one. It was like a huge hit. The auditorium was not destroyed. Nobody was injured. And uh, they said, OK, you could do another one. And that's that's how it gets. And it just kind of steamrolled from there.
0: Just, just for people who aren't familiar with uh, what went on in Staples in that period, the, the band you got. And tell me if not all these. Because after that, I guess after you left, they still start. They kept on booking bands, right? But during that yeah, time, wasn't was, was it? The, you? Were you booking I mean, the bands after the
1: fact? Yeah,
0: like
2: yeah for yeah yeah for a year or so I did yeah
0: yeah um so during your time, and correct me, I mean, there's Yardbirds, the Rascals, Cream, Doors, the Animals. Um, were you did you do this line of Family Stone as well? Yeah, yeah. I saw I them did. three times when I was at Staples. They played at my prom. They did a concert. <laughs> they Played at a cafeteria or something. Right, at Longshore.
1: Right. They played at Longshore. I don't know if you booked that. Yeah, one. yeah that was my prom. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I actually I actually did that as a private promotion because oh. um, because by that time I was actually producing shows commercially in, in bigger auditoriums, and I had wanted to get something going during the summer, the um, so summer after my freshman year in college, I guess, um, in Westport, just to be able to be home some of the time, and um, that's that's how Sly got to Longshore. Oh yeah, <laughs> but but they were, I mean, he was just great. I mean, I I think I mean to this day, like the. the best performing act that I've ever seen. Yeah,
0: they They're were just fabulous. Yeah. So after you, um, like, I'll just read off a few of them. Um, the Birds, Rhinoceros, Buddy Miles, Peter Frampton, Taj Mahal. I guess the note I saw in it, Steve Tyler, when he wasn't Steve Tyler, he was Steve but... Taurico or something. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: well, I, um, so I, 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 I I, did
0: book some of those, in- including um, Taj.
2: And I yeah. guess Taj was sort of a friend at the time. But um but yeah, Steve. Uh, that was that was totally during my time. So he was, uh, I think he's like a year older than me or something. He dropped out of high school. He was from Yonkers, and um, he had a band called the, the Strangers. Strangers. Yeah, G E U R S, the Strangers. I played and, uh, with them at a concert for a benefit, uh, and that was the anyway. Yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I'm like, I come out of class some at the end, you know, at the end of classes one day. I walk out this kid comes up to me and he said hey you dick i said yeah he said, hey man i'm steve <laughs> good to meet you steve i mean he's like one of the all-time great hustlers and i mean that in, you know with all the positive connotation of the word of the, of the word hustler he said yeah i got i got this band i hear you do all these concerts up here and uh i, I think you should you should uh we just recorded a single which was you know a vanity single. It was not with the label or anything. I said, should listen to this, because we sh- we should be the opening act for you all the time. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, here, listen to this. Come on. I, I mean, we we're standing in a parking lot. And I said, okay, I'll I'll listen to it. And he used to me his card. I thought that was pretty impressive at the time. And I said, okay, I'll give you a call. So I listened to it. And, um, you know, it was pretty good. And I was kind of a hustler, too. So I call him up, and I say, okay, so you really want to play one of our next concerts? I said, yeah, yeah. I said, well, you know, I think, you know, we got a lot of local bands here. If I bring in somebody from the outside, everybody's going to be pissed off. And, you know, I guess if you come up and do a gig for free and it goes over well, then you can come and open for one of these shows for free.
1: Oh my God. And, and
2: he said, okay, I'll do it. Oh. So, so the strangers come up and they play like a sock hop in the gym or the cafeteria mm. or something like that. And 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 they were a good band, but forgetting the band, he he was he was great. Yeah. I mean, he from I mean, I th- he was probably great when he was ten years old. I mean, he was just a, he was clearly a star. He was going to be a star no matter what. So he so he plays in the cafeteria, and uh, then the next show we had was the Yardbirds, uh, which I was you know totally into, um, and. He couldn't believe he was going to get to open for the Yardbirds. Uh, at the time that I booked them, Clapton was in the band. It was it was before Clap it was just before Clapton left and uh, and Jimmy Page joined. Uh, and then, before they came over here on the tour, Clapton left, and Jimmy Page took his place. So, I remember Steve saying, "Okay," backstage that night okay, I got to, right after his sound check, I got to meet the band. You got to introduce me to these guys. I, I got to get them to watch us. I got to get them to watch us. Oh so, you know, God. they're going to be backstage. I'm to, I'm sure they'll be in the wings. I'll watch. No, that's really important. It's really important. I said, okay, man. Um, he said, I'll, ca- I'll help carry their stuff in. Oh, true. So, oh, okay. Brody. So, so, so at some point somebody says, Hey, the limousine's coming. You know, so we all go outside and there's the band. And I mean, I mean, they were, you know, course from our perspective today they were kids too Um, and most of them maybe all of them had never it's the first time they'd ever been in the states and it was the first date on the tour because at this point um, we had staples had this little reputation of being a great place to play and it was a great place to open your tour because you'd be treated like you were the beatles when you stepped on Mm -hmm. stage so i remember introducing steve to uh, to Jeff Beck and Jimmy Page, and Steve was, was just beside himself. and Said, "Can I carry your guitar?" And they both looked at him and said, "Oh, oh
1: my god!" And
2: because uh, <laughs> Steve was dressed like he was going to be a rock and roll star, you know. Yeah. And so he he carried one guitar in each hand, and he <laughs> came in, and well. that was that. He was then, he he was then Steve Tyler and some years later, when well, I was a few years later, not not so many, when I was I was still in the music business, and um, I produced a record with somebody, and we were up in Boston to promote it. It was just about to come out. And we, had, and we get into a studio in at in, in BCN, I think, and I see this record laying there, and they had just had somebody else in for an interview, which was a band called Aerosmith that I'd never heard of. <laughs> and I look at the album and I said, wow, that's Steve on the cover. So I flip it over, and there's no Steve Tallarico, but then I say, oh, it's Steve Tyler.
1: I said, Wow. Dude, what a great origin story that is. Yeah, <laughs> Didn't but, uh, he? is isn't isn't it i think i heard it with my own ears it's not hearsay that uh when they were inducted in the rock and roll hall of fame he mentioned staples high school really
2: he, he did yeah he yeah i think no actually he was he was i, I saw this too i was like yeah. "Wow." he um he was presenting <clears throat> or was introducing led zeppelin uh when the, when they were inducted Oh. okay and and, and he and he told the story of when he first met Jimmy Page oh, that, at Staples High School in Westport, Connecticut. That's yeah.
1: right. Yeah, that's so great. I have a, a little uh, bragging rights to one little incident because I know you mentioned in some interview, you, you had said you, your dream was to see Clapton and 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 uh, Page play together. I was in London in 19, I don't know, I think it's 66. And I went to the Ram Jam Club to hear the Yardbirds, the who I loved. And that was the day that... Clapton was bowing out, and they introduced this skinny kid with hair over his <laughs> eyes and every Jimmy Page. So I heard Clapton, Beck, and Page play together on stage. Yardbirds. Wow! Wow! In, in a club that held like 120 people.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I, don't, I know what the place was. Wow! Oh, that. that is really cool, man.
1: So that uh, was a memorable. Yeah,
2: place. I was. I was devastated when I found out that Clapton uh, was was not with the band, and I had no idea who Jimmy wow. Page was at the time. Okay. I remember I was, you know, I, of course, did business from home, my parents' home, so <laughs> I'm home after school one day, where are am actually about to, have, family's about to have dinner, and the phone rings, and it's just got Frank Barcelona, who was the head of uh, Premier Talent, and uh, who yeah. handled probably 80 or 90% of the rock bands that you would ever want to book back and at that, the, at the, that the time.
0: Others, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. and um, And I had become sort of like his native informant, because I was like, producing concerts but i was like a kid i was the audience as well so he would ask me to come in every couple of months and we'd listen to records together and i'd tell him what i thought was real what i thought was bullshit and um mm-hmm. and so 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 we were pretty good buddies and, and it was because of him that we had that we had such we were able to have such great acts at staples because we got terrific deals on them because it was just sort of this relationship and he loved sending acts out on tour and having their first date be at staples anyway so it's he calls up Frank talks like this. And, um, <laughs> so, my mo- so my mother picks up the phone. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, yeah, and she knew his name, of course, because he used to call me at home regularly. And, <laughs> and she says, it's Mr. Barcelona. So I, go, so I go to the phone and say, hey, Frank, what's up? And he said, well, Dick, um, I have some good news and some bad news. Which one do you want to hear first? Mm-hmm. This is like a week or two before we're, The virgin are are Mm. due to appear at Staples. And the show's already sold out. And he said, well, okay, the bad news is, uh, Eric just left the band. (laughs) And I was just like personally devastated. I was just, I was, you know, I had like a mission to bring Eric Clapton to Staples. Mm. And uh, I said, oh no. And he said, you want the good news? (laughs) I said, yeah, yeah, sure, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's being replaced by Jimmy Page he's the hottest studio cat in London mm. he's just fantastic I said well I never heard of him yeah. he said yeah well I can, yeah, I can send you some records that he's on and stuff but look if you want if you want out of this no problem we'll give you your deposit back we'll cover your other costs I thought no you know I'm probably one of five kids at Staples at this point who actually knows who are at Clapton is or cares so Everybody's going to see the Yardbirds one way or the other, so we'll just have the Yardbirds come. And of course, it was like a fantastic thing, but but I really I couldn't believe that Eric Clapton was not going to be there. I mean, I was a huge Jeff Beck fan, but Jimmy Page, what is this?
1: Yeah, getting when when you had Cream, right? I mean, see, so you had Clapton. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. You got right. your Clapton moment there.
2: Right. Okay. No, and it, and 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 it's really why we got Cream at a time that Staples couldn't afford them. Um,
1: oh.
0: Wasn't it priced like around $3,000 or something? Yeah, or maybe
2: 2500
1: yeah. Yeah. So We have to give a shout out to Fred Cantor, who produced the, the documentary, The High School Rocked, yeah. right? Fred did if you're a great ever thing.
0: listening, hi, Fred. So, yeah. Smolin um, did a book about it. I don't know what came first. Smolin, yeah.
2: yeah, the book. Yeah. yeah, I think the book was first, actually.
1: But yeah, and there's pictures of Jimmy Page at what it was at the Cohen's house or your house, right? Having at my house and yeah. you know, with a shot so of brandy just, or something in his. It wasn't there a story there? That, you know, your sister's
0: oh a eff back drinking tea in your basement. Like, I right. like, when I saw that, it blew my mind. I was really just so incongruous, <laughs> yeah, you know, incongruous, well, you know. <laughs> well,
2: blew, blew my parents' mind. Let me tell you. So, <laughs> so after this, sh- I think the show was like on a Sunday. And you know, so it was over at eight o'clock or something. And if, and I, I have no idea what Westport is like on a Sunday at 8, eight p.m. these days, but I can tell you back in those days, nothing was open. No, nothing. No. And and the you know the guys in the band they had never been in the States before. This is like the first date on the tour. And they said, "Well, wow. We're, I mean, we're in America. Let's 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 see a, a typical American town. Let's let's drive. Let's go get let's go get some dinner someplace." And I said, "Well, you know, I don't think anything's actually open." He said, well, can we drive around a little bit? Sure. I said, is, is there any place we can go for like a cup of coffee? And I said, well, probably they said a cup of tea. Um, and, and I said, gee, n- not that I know of, so I don't know what to do, so I called home. And I said, hey mom, the show is over and can I bring the band over? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they'd, they'd like to, you know, meet Americans and see the neighborhood. And she said, well, sure, I guess, you know, just come on over. Oh, you know, I don't, we don't really have much. What should I do? And I said, well, why don't you, you can make some tea. He said, Oh, right. They're English, right? These guys are English. He said, yeah, yeah. So we'll have some tea. And that's, that, so we come over and we're all down in the rec room, right in the, in the basement, you know, with the ping pong table and the bar and all that stuff. And, <laughs> and everybody's drinking tea. And I, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm sure it was Lipton's tea. So I, I'm not really sure if they re- if they recognized it. No, as Earl Grey. you yeah, no, <laughs> no, no we're, we're drinking Lipton's tea. And Jimmy Page, who at the time was, I mean, he's only a couple of years older than me, or maybe three years older than me at the moment, and, and was was very young looking. I mean, he does not really look older than me. Um, and he, and I'm standing there with my mother, and he said, and he says to her, "Mom, any chance I could get a bit of scotch?" <laughs> and my mother looks at me and she whispers, "Is he old enough?" Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I think, I think it'll be okay. He's not driving. They have driver. It's okay. Um, nice. So
1: yeah.
2: So that was um. Yeah, that was a that was a big deal for the Sandhouse
0: Basement. Let me tell you. Sure, Jesus. So after when they started booking other bands, I don't know. You like Peter Frampton? Did they come to and the other ones I listed? Did they come to you and the you know, whoever was in charge of that and say like, how do I do this? Or did they just figure it out on their own? No, for
2: for the first year or so, I actually did the bookings and I and. What was his name? It's a really nice guy who's the president of the Staples student organization after me, Jim Caro or Carol something like that. Anyway, it was a good, and so I would book them, but I introduced him to, you know, to all the agents that we did business with and, you know, and, and who, you know, felt kindly towards Staples. And I did that again for whoever succeeded him. Um, and then, but then I was done. I was, I was producing shows mostly up in Hartford at the Bushnell Auditorium yeah. and at the, at the old, old, old New Haven Arena and stuff mm. like that. So every once in a while, somebody would call and ask for advice about something. But I, I you know, w- once I was like a year or so out of stables, I was doing almost none of that.
0: So, I remember I wrote like I was my big break. I was going to play with uh, Leslie West, and I go up to, <laughs> to your office, and I open the door, and you're sitting there, and I was like that. Another was like what? Texas, see, like this is crazy, you know. Um, in a way, it felt <laughs> like I had a, like a friend or a, like an energy that was like on my side because I. Knew right. Me. Staples. Um did you ever did you know were you familiar with this? What happened in that whole event with me and Leslie West? But no. me up the next day and apologized. No, I I mean
2: I I've I hadn't thought I haven't thought about this since, you know, nineteen seventy-two or, when, right. or whenever yeah. or whatever it was, but but and so I'm not no I don't no please tell me though because I'd love to know because because Bud was a, a great guy and a, and a really dear friend of mine for decades and, uh, and and Leslie was a well I should I shouldn't speak ill of the dead because I know yeah. Leslie died recently but
0: well this was a time when uh, Leslie I guess was shooting up heroin I mean it's not as public. You knowledge of but uh so he I, was
2: always doing that oh,
0: <laughs> yeah. so anyhow i this is my chance to be in the band i was gonna re- rehearse with leslie he he and they gave me the song list he never rehearsed so it's the day of the gig it's gonna be at the shaboo and 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 so i'm up in bud's office and the, the so he has me sign a contract um as the drummer and then at that moment um, in the doorway is Leslie West, Mick Jones, and the other two guys that were, were in his band. And yeah, I always remember growing up, like, never signed a contract without a lawyer and all this. So it was freaking me <laughs> out. I thought I was making the mistake of my life. And they were saying, come on, hurry up. We have a limo. And Bud saying, sign here, sign here. And I was like, oh, my God. Uh, so, so, so I sign it. I go in the limo. I'm all freaked out like a really, like, you know, newbie, you know, like a real, like, uh, inexperienced performer, and they said, it's all right, don't worry about it, and all this. So we go to Shabu, and um, I had like four sets of drums, and, and I was ready to play. I, I I signed a contract, so I was a drummer, you know, with Bud, and then Leslie says, I want my roadie to play the first set, and I thought, you know, I should stand up for myself, you know, and I, and I said, and what happens, if, I would have backed down, but I said, what happens if I don't let uh, him... You wrote he played the first set and Leslie went off the edge of you know and started screaming at me, he said he's gonna ruin my career and show business the cliche thing. <laughs> you know, he says I sold 14th He sounded like a, a mafia guy. He's laying on a <laughs> bare chested in a big mattress like Job <laughs> Hut, And this gravelly voice I'm going to ruin your career. I've sold 14 million albums. And I had an audition with uh, Alice Cooper coming up. And he said, I'm going to ruin that audition for you. And then I was so humiliated. I would have backed down in a second if he (laughs) showed some disapproval, but he didn't give me a shot. (laughs) And so he says, I want you to go around to the other guys and apologize. It's the most humiliating thing because I didn't want to. I was in the right, but... But right. you know, I had to do what he said because oh, man. I didn't know what power he could have over me. So <laughs> I pointing to Mick Jones and the other guys. Oh my God! I still have the pain, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! And I said, I'm so sorry, I did this. And oh my God! And they wouldn't. I had to beg them to take my drums home. And luckily, and they wouldn't drive me home. I got a friend, Jeff Lewis, drove up there. And took me home and they dropped my drums in my parents' driveway, just sure. sort of kicked them out of the truck. And then the next day, Bud calls me and apologizes and he says, I warned you about Leslie. I mean, when he said when I got the for the gig and I went up there, he goes, I just thought he was looking like, at, you know, watch out for Leslie. And I was too shy to say, What do you mean? You know, I'm just so happy to get gig. And then he's afterwards, you know, I warned you. Well he didn't tell me what I to, should be looking for. <laughs>
2: oh man um, I'm, I'm i'm sorry i wasn't there i could have been helpful but i i've I only really vaguely heard the story I'm, and mm-hmm. and and i kind of filed it away as yeah just another less bus story
1: yeah another yeah 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 so dick we only have a few minutes but um any more when's the last time or do you still do you still uh promote from time to time Did, or
2: no i I, okay. I i haven't done that since the early 1970s oh okay yeah, I mean, I I did it through high school and college, and then I, then I d- I did some record business stuff for a while, and that's why that's, uh, that's why I was working with Bud Prager and New Mick and Leslie and all those guys. Um, but uh, no, it's I haven't. I started doing. I started, I heard, doing, uh, I started yeah. doing rock and roll stuff when I was sixteen, and mm. when I hit twenty six, I thought, wow, ten years, still, I should be doing something different with my life, you know. And I stopped really cold turkey.
1: That's, what did you study? It? You went to Amherst, right? Yeah. What, was yeah. your, did you, I, what was your? I was.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I was an anthropologist. Oh.
1: And, wow. and,
2: and 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 I actually did field work uh, on a tiny a tiny island off New Guinea called Karavar, mile long, half a mile wide, 200 people, no written language, no clothes. I mean, it was it was you know the real deal. It was it was in a way it was like the most exciting thing I've ever done. It was really like getting to go to another planet that was like happened to be inhabited.
1: Oh, that's fascinating. So, well, yeah. in a sense, you know, you've studied, uh, I think rock and roll, uh, they're a different breed, uh, you know, musicians. <laughs> um, but before, a quick question uh, back to the better, cheaper, slower. So, do you produce it? it and, and that's slower uh, and com for anybody who wants to check into that. But it says that you, it's a new recipe and a new exercise um, uh, every day. Is that—is that what you do? You, it,
2: it, it, it's really true. I publish a new piece yeah. every day. A new, it's called The Way of the Day. And a lot of them are recipes. Some of them are exercises. Uh, I mean, it, it's really, you know, by an aging baby boomer for other aging baby boomers. Yeah. And so the exercises are, you know, flexibility and balance yeah. and some, you know, light strength, that kind of stuff.
1: So <laughs> you research and do all the whatever it takes on your own, yeah. you a staff yeah. of 200 people in a warehouse. Uh, so, yeah, right. Me yeah
2: yeah i'm a one man band
1: <laughs> that's great <laughs> promoting all those other there. bands <laughs> It's about time you struggled as a one man band you know, <laughs> you're not struggling you're it yeah it's a great it's a fascinating career um and people should look up the high school that rocked. it's on youtube i think um but anyway uh and you're in New York and i am and that takes After
2: all up, my adult life yeah.
1: how How much of your and how often do you travel one last question how often do you do the, the treadmill trail uh trips
2: well I was doing them frequently until this last year when yeah. you know I, I I too have been self you know, um but uh, but I hope to get back out on back out on those trails sometime very soon um, I need I need some new footage I mean, i've been i, many, I mean of course I had a bunch of stuff in the can uh, sure. but 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 i I release a new video either the 30 minute video or a 60 minute video every month so it's you know it's a fair demand for it so i was hoping to be overhiking the dolomites now but uh mm. i think that's i think Italy's kind of off limits for a while longer
1: all right well unless there's any anything else you want to mention or plug or websites and
2: no it was it was really good to see you i'm delighted that you're a, a treadmill trails user i mean that's, I mean, that's you know it, it's it's anything like you know it's mobile app business right i mean it's mm. like a totally remote thing you you don't know any of the people who are your customers, you know? And uh, so, wow, this is cool, Migs. <laughs> so I, yeah. I hope you keep enjoying it. I'll keep trying to make good ones. You know?
1: Absolutely. No, and I, I applaud your customer support too. I didn't know it was you, but <laughs> it was a very, <laughs> a very quick response and then solved the problem quickly. And uh, good. you don't even need a exercise bike. It could be a meditation. You could just sit, you know, in a, outdoors and, and just with your iPad and, and just, you know, transport yourself to the Malibu or Australia or wherever you are, you know.
2: Yeah. No, and a lot, I know, although it's my intent that you use it while you're exercising, sure. I know that a lot of people, in fact, just sit and watch them. And and, and I'm just finishing up a whole a whole new series of things, which are just relaxation videos. They really are just meant to be oh, watched. Right.
1: Oh, okay. Well, well, thank Good luck. Thanks and a lot. Congratulations.
2: Hey, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. This, was just, this was really fun. Really good yeah. to see you guys. <laughs>
1: For sure. For sure. May we all keep rocking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>